0: Before we read today's scripture, I'd like to do something a little bit different. Uh, please don't get up in or move or you may get me in trouble. But I miss being able to show love in the passing of the peace. And so what I would ask you all to do while Judy plays just a few seconds of music is... Wave at those around you if you are in the building. Give them a thumbs up. Just let them know that you care. And if you are with us virtually, we look forward to seeing your emojis and thumbs ups and uh, all the the well wishes that you can type in just these few seconds. Amen. Today's scripture comes from 1 John chapter 3, and we are looking at verses 16 through 19, and it reads: We know love by this, that He laid down His life for us, and we ought to lay down our lives for the brethren. But whosoever has the world's goods and sees his brother in need and chooses uh, and closes his heart against him, how does the love of God abide in him? Little children, let us not love with word or with tongue, but in deed and truth. We will know by this that we are of the truth and we will assure our heart before him. The word of God for the people of God. Lord, we thank you for all that you are doing in our lives. God, we thank you for your, your son and for the spirit that, that uh, is in this place today. Oh God, we thank you that the word that you are giving us will be impactful and change us forever. In Jesus' name, amen. In this particular scripture, we, we find that John is talking to an unidentified church. We, we have read through several different epistles, we have read through the Gospels, and often uh, it is identified exactly who they are speaking to, but somehow in this particular portion of scripture, the church itself seems to be unidentified. Unidentified. The great thing about that is this, and, and I'm going to give you my opinion. You can believe it, you cannot, but I think it is a very good point. I believe that John in this moment is talking to the church, the church present, the church future, to all of us, and, and, and because the words that he is speaking is not directed just toward one particular geographic location, we can identify with it no matter where we sit. You see, John, in this particular pericope, a portion of Scripture says, "We know love by this: that he, Jesus, laid down his life for us, and we ought to lay down our lives for our brethren." You see, uh, uh, in this particular portion of Scripture, he tells us that there's a standard of love—a standard of love found in Jesus. We we find that Jesus himself laid down his life. Jesus, the the one that, that came and lived among us, that was born of a virgin, the that Jesus that walked through this life and, and 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 encountered all of the struggles that we sometimes endure, that Jesus that was persecuted, that was portrayed, that that died on an old rugged cross for sins that were not his own, you see. This standard of love that John is telling us about is is, is this standard that says that to walk a Christian life, we must be willing to divest ourselves of the vices and superfluities of this life. We must be willing to sacrifice our will for the will of God. We must be willing to crucify our flesh daily, take up our cross, and follow after the example of our Christ. You see, Christian love is self-sacrificing. It is gracious and it is giving. It is this life that we should try to walk out every day. The scripture goes on to say, but whosoever has the world's goods and sees his brother in need and closes his heart against him, how does the love of God abide in him? People of God, it is easy to talk a good game, to be very eloquent with words, to speak in, in, in a very loud voice and command people to hear you, but quite frankly, if there's no action behind the words, we are really no better than the Pharisees that killed our Jesus. We, we are ones that, 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 that speak and pray with, with all of the words that show that we are educated and that we know the gospel, but... Talking and walking are two different things, and quite frankly, if your talk does not match your walk, then really, what are you saying? It is a a shame that that we could stand up and, and, and tell people of the goodness of God and all that is required of them and then live a different life as if it does not apply to us. The proof of our connection to Christ is found in the work that our hands do, the work that our witness provokes. First day I came to the village. It it was amazing to me, the love of the people. It was amazing to me, the the word that I heard from Pastor Elaine. It was amazing to me, the, the, the voices that sang on the mics. It was just amazing. And then I said, these people sound like they know exactly what God is calling them to do. And then I sat in a mission meeting. My God. And I looked at the agenda that, that Annette had laid in front of us, and I, I started counting the projects. One, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight, nine, ten, eleven, twelve, thirteen, fourteen, fifteen. When I got to fifteen, I said... There's only 12 months in the year and we have more than, than 15 projects, and then I started looking at how uh, we, we every week we go and we feed those that that, that need food, how we have manna bags that, that are sitting behind the counter in case somebody walks in. I, I thought about our stitch and sew ladies that, that make not only the Christmas stockings for, for Christmas and fill them with goodies for our kids, but also make blankets and quilts and, and take care of those infants. And, and and do all of the things that often are left off of our bulletin. And I realized this in reading the scripture, that none of this stuff is really easy to do. It takes time. It takes resources. It takes dedication. It takes devotion. But what what, what the people in this village have, have, have declared is this. We will not let our words be just words, but we will let the love that comes out of our mouth also be exhibited in our actions. You see, it, it, is, it is here at the village that, 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 that I learned that you can't just speak a good game and not show up to play. You, you can't just talk about what you want to do, but you have to show up when it's time to show up. You cannot profess to love the Lord and refuse to love God's people. The scripture says, how do you, you say you love God who you've never seen, Let yet, uh, yet you hate your brother whom you've seen every day. It is important that we, we begin to walk out our love daily. Love cannot just be a word that we speak, but it must be an action that we live. Amen. Gandhi is attributed to saying, I like your Christ, but I do not like your Christians. You see, what he actually is telling us is that he's heard the witness, that he's read the pages, but what he has seen from those that profess to, to, to know God and to walk in the power of God is much different. People of God, what I am crying out to you today it is a, a plea, is a request to make sure that every day of your life that 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 you are exhibiting uh, 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 the that that you're exhibiting the qualities that Christ has called us to exhibit. That we are truly the hands and feet that we not that we did not just witness the power of the resurrection, but that the work of our hands show others the power of the resurrection. The scripture goes on to say, little children, let us not love with word or with tongue, but indeed in truth we will know by this that you are of the truth and will assure our hearts before him. During these weeks of Easter, notes weren't helping, During these weeks of Easter, what we have looked at is how the power of the resurrected Christ has the ability to change our lives, to set us on a path that causes us to do even what seems miraculous. We we have looked at how the power and the love of Christ envelops us and, and, and propels us into a life that some of us never thought we could live. What we are looking at is... The power of the resurrected Christ at work. It is this particular scripture that pushes us beyond the walls of being able to just be spectators and ask us to be. Participators. We, we, we are not asking people to wait on Jesus to come in the flesh and show the nail prints in his hands and the nail prints in his feet and eat fish with him like he did with the disciples. We are not asking them uh, to believe because they were there firsthand and saw the miracles that he did because the reality of it is, similar to what Pastor Elaine said, even our most senior wasn't here to see Jesus raise Lazarus from the dead. But what we are calling you to be is this. If Jesus, the resurrected Jesus, cannot show up in the flesh and show himself and prove that everything that he said was true, what what can happen today through his resurrected power is for us to show up in the flesh and show people and witness to them, not just in our words, but also in our deeds. As many of you have heard, my favorite poem is Live Your Creed. It says, I'd rather see a sermon than to hear one any day. I'd rather one to walk with me than just to show the way. The eye is a better pupil, more willing than the ear. Advice may be misleading, but examples are always clear. And the very best of teachers are the ones who live their creed for seeing good put into action is what everybody needs. I can soon learn to do it if you let me see it done. I can watch your hand in motion, but your tongue too fast may run, and the message you deliver may be very fine and true, but I'd rather get my lessons from observing what you do. For I may misunderstand you in the fine advice you give, but there's no misunderstanding how you act and how you live. The reality of the truth is this. Jesus, my Jesus, your Jesus is a great example, amen. He is the the example that we are to follow and live by, amen. And so when people are around us, they can see the miraculous thing that Jesus has done in us, even if they can't see firsthand the miraculous things that Jesus did in his time on earth. You see, if we ourselves are, are, are truly committed to this Christian walk, if we ourselves see ourselves as the hand and feet of Christ, then, then we should know that, that it is Christ's love that saved us and we should be able to be a little bit more kind. It, it, it should allow us to to understand that God walked through walked with us through some difficult times in our life, and it should cause us to be more patient. It, 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 we should understand that we did not get where we are uh, 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 overnight, and Rome wasn't built in a day, as my grandmother would say. So it it should encourage us to be long suffering. We should know that if Jesus did not give up on us, that 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 love should never fail. You see, what I've given you is the scripture in first. Corinthians 13 that tells us that love is not just a word, but it has to be a daily action. You cannot say that you love Christ and not show Christ to everyone. You cannot just be a witness in in words and not do any work and expect people to believe that that your faith uh, is strong enough to change something. You cannot be a spectator, you must be a participator. There was a Bible study that I, I taught in Moore years ago, and I haven't asked the gentleman, can I use this? So I'm just going to call him T instead of saying his name. But this, 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 this young man, he was about 17. He walks up to me, he says, Pastor, you often talk about faith uh, being the key, that, that we are saved by, by faith, by God's grace. But you also always talk about love being an action and having to do something. So, so, so is it my faith or is it my works? And I said, I almost said his name. I said, T. The reality of it is, it is very much your faith. But you are not working to be saved. You are now working because you are saved. Because God loved you, you want to love somebody else. Because he was patient with you, you you have a heart to be patient with others because you can see how God has miraculously changed your life and that of your family. You want others to experience that as well. And so instead of just talking to them about it, you grab their hand and you walk with them. It is the works that is, is, is provoked, that is fueled by the very faith of our witness that I am speaking to you about today. You see, it does matter what you say, it does matter what you do, it does matter who you talk to, it does matter uh, 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 the stance that you take, the way you live your life does matter. Because the reality of it is, just like the poem that I, I recited for you today, many people will ignore your words, but they won't ignore your actions. Many people will ignore the things that you say because they've heard it all before, but it is what they see in you that might drive them to ask you some questions that they didn't have last week. People of God, it is our call to love. If you see someone struggling, help them. If you see someone in need, do your best, even if you can't yourself, do it to help them find a resource that, will, that will, will satisfy the thing that they struggle with. If the Lord puts somebody on your heart, don't roll over and go back to sleep, but pray for them. If you can't hug them, if you can't go see them, wave at them, send them a Facebook message, send them an emoji, do much like we did today. You see, there is always something that we can do to show the love of Christ to others. There is always something we can do to exhibit the resurrected power of God. There is always something that the Lord is driving us to, to do, to, to create, to, 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 to be around. There is always something. I go to uh, a, a, a as many of you know, there was a very controversial case that 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 was resolved this week, and I am not. Uh, jumping on any sides because I don't want to be controversial today. I, I am saying that I love uh, 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 Officer Kinman, Officer Schwartzbaugh, uh, Officer Flukas in, in Houston, off, uh, Trooper Lindsay, and all the great cops that I know that, that belong behind a badge and seek to protect and serve. They're, they are an, a, a noble profession and a profession that is necessary. Amen. But what I am saying is, at the conclusion of that trial, when the verdict came out, there was something that was said on the news station that that completely messed me up. And it wasn't the verdict itself. It was the fact that they said, the nine-year-old that said, get off of him, did the right thing. And they should have done that. The one that stood and recorded did the right thing and they should have done that. The one that called the police on the police did the right thing and they should have done that. The, 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 the cop who called for the recovery position did the right thing and they should have done that. The, and they kept going down the line and ultimately they landed at the jurors and said and the jurors voted their conscience and they did the right thing and they should have done that. And the reason why it messed me up is I realized that no one person that they named could have done everything but they all did something. And the collectiveness of of all of their actions uh, led to a a, a justice and accountability that was necessary. People of God, many of us don't do what we have in our hands to do because we feel like we can't do it all, that it's too heavy, that it's too big, that, that our portion just won't matter. But the Scripture says that there's an action that all of us are called to do. And your peace and my peace and her peace and her peace and his peace, all of those pieces work together for the good. Stand up. Do what God is calling you to do. Don't look at it as small. Don't look at it as minute. Don't look at it as insignificant because as I tell my kids all the time, the smallest of the details are usually the things that make the biggest difference. I would rather see a sermon than to hear one any day. My question to you is as we look at the resurrected Jesus, as we look at Jesus' life, as we look at what he's called us to be, as we look at the power that he promised to send to us upon his ascension. When people see your life, not hear your voice, but see your life, what message are you preaching? What hope are you giving? What witness are you showing?